Hi, welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. When we hear that word, we understand what that word means. When we speak of the Lord and we use the term Yireh, or like they translated Jireh, it means God is the, the provider. He provides for us on this road that we walk. And in all things and under all circumstances, we must understand that He is, in fact, the one who provides for us. We do not have the strength of legs on our own to carry us through this life. We neither have the strength of arms to battle the battles of life. But in you alone, we find that strength. And time and time again, we renew our youth just like an eagle. And then we know and we understand that the world out there that we're surrounded with is very uncertain and very insecure. They do not have solidity in any way whatsoever. They have nothing to trust for except in themselves. They create structures for themselves to sustain themselves and to protect themselves but do it without God even without the most high God therefore those who have gone astray in such a way and have completely ignored the Lord in this hour they will find themselves in utter loneliness in the hour that comes upon the earth for the time has begun there's no question about that The time has begun that the Lord is shaking the nations. Now I spoke about a cloud last week and I was reminded about this week. But the cloud appears. You see it on the horizon that's spreading out. That cloud brings darkness. That cloud brings a situation where people just don't know where they're going. But you are of God, little children. And you have overcome. Your light shall shine in the darkness. Never will the righteous be forsaken or come short of good life and living and light. For the Lord Himself is the light of life. And if the light shines in your heart, then let your heart shine forth that light. That your light will light up the many that you are in touch with. For when everybody's down, you'll be up. When everybody is struggling, you'll have a solution. When people go and they check what their reserves are, your reserves will all the time be filled up and provided for. And you will achieve much more with little than many with much will achieve with their much. For security will not lie in financial gain, but it shall lie in unity with God. And those who trust in the Lord shall be and remain like Mount Zion that can never be shaken, but forever be, will forever endure. Those who trust in the Lord will be rock solid in the day that the Lord comes to fetch His church. So take heed and know this this night 
that the Lord cares about you, cares for you, is with you. The cross spells it out. The power of the blood drives back the forces of darkness. Yes, darkness must go. Darkness will go. Darkness is gone. For the light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend it. There's no way that the glory of the Lord can be withheld from those that believe in Him and have turned to Him with all of their hearts. They will know that the Lord is always near them. And they will be bold and full of courage. And they will know that tomorrow, yet tomorrow, I'll have the answer to my problem this day. I will face the future boldly, for the Lord is with me. And wherever I go, every place that the soles of my feet touch, the Lord has been there and has given me the victory. Now give Him a praise offering in this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you to this wonderful band. And they must listen out because I'm talking about King David. Bongi, you tell them. They must, be, they must not be in the lounge at the back. I'm coming in the middle of the service. Check that thing. I want to know. I want to count one, two, three, four and see if they're sitting one, two, three, four over there. Amen. Can you say amen? Well, the church is, uh, is real good in a night like this. And I'm wanting to talk about the authority of the anointing because a lot of people don't understand that. From the early days of my life, I understood these things. First of all, they just came as logical. Being filled with Holy Spirit, it was logical. And it was totally illogical when uh, people around me seemed full of fear. It came from the early years already. It's just like illogical. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse number 11. I'm focusing on the anointing, not so much as on the events. The anointing is the central figure here, or substance, or topic. Samuel said to Jesse, this is now concerning the anointing of King David. Now the Lord Jesus Christ also called the son of David, and the king of kings. And so Samuel gathers the sons of Jesse, and they're all together, and uh, all the young men, his sons come by, and... Uh, None of them the Lord has chosen to be the king of Israel. And he said, there remains yet the youngest. And there he is, keeping the sheep. This is King David. He's the last one, his little boy. This is now coming in. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him in. For we will not sit down till he comes here. We will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, that means of a reddish complexion. Many people believe with red, red hair. We don't know, we can't prove that, but so they say. But with bright eyes and he was good looking. And the Lord said, arise and anoint him. Anoint is the word. Anoint him. It's the word, anoint there is the word meshach, which 
from which we get Mashiach. So it's very significant that he uses that word here in this book of Samuel here. Samuel the prophet. Verse 12, where he says, Arise and Mashiach, like he would be King David, and uh, from his lineage would come the Messiah. For this is the one. God has got a purpose with people's lives. More than people realize that he's got a, a specific will for their lives. The most terrible thing is for any human being to be out of the will of God and not fully realize it and go through all every kind of difficulty. We should not leave one stone unturned when we are seeking to fulfill or get into the will of God, actually to step in the will of God and perform his will for our lives. For the challenges of the new generation are greater than the challenges of the past generations. We can anoint, we can appoint, we can ordain, but the challenges of tomorrow will become greater. For we're moving in, we're speeding into the time of the end. In fact, it has already begun. He's the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him. And again, he uses the same word. Instead of using Shemen, he uses Mashiach. In the midst of his brothers. So the Spirit of the Lord, after the anointing, came upon him from that day forward. So Samuel arose. The job was done. He went off to Ramah. Arise and anoint him. Now evidently, uh, I have this picture. In fact, this morning I was looking at the picture before the service of the Garden of Gethsemane. And, uh, you know, there was, there was a day, I was thinking about it this afternoon while preparing, getting on and getting ready in the hours preceding the evening service. I was just thinking of being there at Gethsemane and a strange thing happened to me then. Maybe there were one or two people that were present, I'm not sure, that were with me on that particular trip that we took into Jerusalem. And um, we got as a group, I was leading a group, and normally we do up to, say, 50 people on a bus, and I'm leading this group through Israel, because I know Israel like this. I know Israel better than South Africa, actually, for sure. For sure. Apart from studying at the university, we had to draw them the maps by hand of Israel, one and of the entire what you call the Fertile Crescent, all the way to Babylon and the Gulf there that you had to go with the Tigris, the Euphrates River. You had to draw that by hand. That was a test. And then you'd get a second map in which there would be spots on the map and you had to put in the name of every town, village, or city that that spot represented there. He had to know it. So I know the maps. And um, it is amazing that there is a spot, not a town, a city, but it's on the side of Jerusalem. You have the Kidron Valley, and then you get up there, knowing Israel, like I said, and there is this strip of land that is full of 
olives. It's an olive grove. The Mount of the Olivet literally means in the Hebrew, means the, the olive grove. It's the Mount of Olives, or the Olivet, as they say. But whichever way you want to take it, take it in the Hebrew, take it in the Greek, it comes down to the same thing, place of the source of anointing berries, which is the anointing, those, those uh, olive berries. They would crush them. There were crushing stones around there in those areas. There we go down to uh, just the other side to Bethany and so on. And, and, and they, would, they would take what that tree produces. I mean, the whole tree just produces that. And makes the most beautiful wood if you take any carving from that wood. Just the most beautiful colors in that wood. But it, it lived for the purpose of producing the olive berries. And then from that, they had many products that came from that tree. It's an amazing tree. But there are trees still standing right there. And there's just something about the anointing oil. When it hits the skin of somebody that God's got a purpose with. And I'm not talking about Ruloff here tonight. You know, that, that was part of what happened here tonight. But, but if God so puts an anointing on someone, that anointing is for a purpose. Now, one of the things, I might as well go there very quickly. Uh, you have this, this word here, 1 John 2.20 and 1 John 2.27. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And you know all things. 27, 1 John 2.27. But the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you. That literally means to abide is to dwell, to stay there. It's like the anointing resides in the heart of someone that's filled with the Holy Spirit, believer, saved, and filled with the Holy Spirit. Name written in the book of life. But the anointing which you've received from Him, which is God, abides in you. Doesn't go away now. I must not forget that tomorrow, because soon God's people gets lost in the rut of the new week. Soon they get enough distraction in the new week to forget clean about what I'm talking about now. It abides in you, and you need, you do not need that anyone teach you. Now, there's a little bit of explanation that comes with this, but I'll teach it now. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, not some things, all things. And is true. And is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. Now, this is very interesting here, this statement in 1 John 2, 27. And this correlation, you take those trees there, and then they extract the olive oil, and they filter it, and so it becomes oil for use. And uh, they anoint kings and prophets and priests in the Bible because of this anointing. Um, and that's a threefold major anointing, prophet, priest, and king. And so it says here, and you need not that anyone teach you. It stays within you. 
I think looking at this, it is, it is a strange thing said here, but contextually. If you look at the Bible and you look at the book, it's the book of 1 John, as you know. But John dealt here with the spirit of the Antichrist. And in 1 John 4, verse 4, he says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. So you're very much in the world, but he who's in you is greater than he who's in the world. The God of this world system has blinded the eyes of the people, and uh, this spirit of the Antichrist, which you find very clearly in this book, as a warning to the churches to come, you are surrounded by the spirit of the Antichrist. You know, and people don't understand that. They don't discern that. They do not discern that which I'm talking about. They don't know that one moment, I mean, I know now Maleba is a doctor. Doctor. Now, she would have somebody sitting right in front of her. And uh, she would not know, except if that gift is operative there. She would not know that's a demon there. And you can do chemistry on that demon spirit Till the person goes purple and you won't get that demon out. The person will die, but the demon will stay. And it's just like it is. You have to have the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit has got to be in operation. Just like that, Ntati. Yes, it's another doctor telling me the same thing. I remember at university, one of the professors spoke about it. Spoke about this whole thing. And then I had somebody who was a doctorate in, in psychology said, I have a problem. I counsel. I told, spoke about this previous time. I have a problem. I counseled a schoolgirl. And I, now this is at a school. He was a school psychologist. He was a family member of Maud. A good man, a very good man. Lovely person, pleasant to this day. Became, a, I think, a professor or something there at Johannesburg University. I told you about that. And uh, he, he, he said that, you know, we were sitting there with, at Maud's parents still before they had gone on to be with the Lord. And he said, I don't know. I just, I just counseled somebody and this girl spoke to me, a school girl, spoke to me with an adult male voice. With a male voice. Well, he girded his loins and he got out of there as fast as he could. He just got out of that place. And he said, that'll help. You see, you will sit and do business with somebody like they would sometimes say in the business world is just a jackal. But what you wouldn't realize that that jackal is actually driven by spirit. And that thing is so malicious, it'll take you for a ride around every corner and again and again. And come back with the story. I knew a man that would say, oh, no, you know what? You know, don't worry about this. Everything is under control. It's never under control. And then I know about this, this is fine. Never under control. Because that thing will manifest itself over and over. It is an amazing thing. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know myself. But I want to tell you something. That I saw these people manifest a spirit, any kind of spirit, witchcraft, divination, and sorcery. This was what Dr. Derek Prince, the late Dr. Derek Prince taught. You know, I'm in a fortunate position. I carry the knowledge of a generation before me. And as I told you this morning, I got a racket about that broad 
of, of books, about that volume of books, just that specific rack in my study. It's all about men and women of God that work miracles next to nothing in this past century. Men like John G. Lake, apostle to Africa. These men came out to Africa and they loved everybody. And I made it my business to love everybody. Just love everybody. That's what we're supposed to be doing anyway as the body of Christ. We're supposed to love people. We, 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 we're supposed to see to their goodwill, like this Etamedi project. Just wherever you can help, help. Let the church make sense in this generation. But, you know, what I found in those days was like early, early days. Now, you know, I had a very solid meeting with God, I tell you. And what, what hit me so hard, let me just close that for a sec. What hit me so hard is that I'd live a life and I'd be thinking Christianity and I'd be going to church Christianity and I'd be doing all sorts of things Christianity. But one day, Jesus and the reality of Christ hit me clean off my feet. I didn't know what struck me. The Lord in one service became so real to me that I just didn't know. It's like you catch a speed wobble, as I always say. You, you know, you just, you become, wow. And the next thing is that I went home and I took this book. And because the Bible, if you read this Bible, if you read it solid hours in a row, you read 72 hours, 71 hours. But okay, for the tea breaks, you make it 72 hours. Solid reading, you read right through the Bible from beginning to end. 72 hours. And um, you say, how do I know that? You know, I have many recordings of the Bible on tape. And they give you a total sum of time. 71 hours, 71 point. And then that thing plays at a pace. And you can listen the Bible through from Genesis right to the end of Revelation in that amount of time. But of course, you stagger that per day. So you can actually go through the Bible in a month and a half or so, 30 days, already 60 hours. If you just do two hours a day, that again is a lot. But in 72 days then, you can cross right through the Bible. But I took the New Testament and I wanted to know about Jesus because now this portion of the Bible, this here, is the New Testament from Matthew in this particular Bible I've got here now. It looks smaller because it's not a very big Bible, but uh, and this portion represents the arrival of the Son of God and the immediate response of the people and demons coming out in the synagogue, shouting out to him, what have we, what have we got to do with, with you, uh, 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 oh Jesus, Son of the Most High God? And they would beg for mercy. And you find it right early in these Gospels, you find how he goes into a synagogue and the demon cries out. Or he's on the road and somebody comes running and falls down the demonic of Gadara. You find a dimension in the New Testament that comes out clearly because of the authority of the anointing. Namely this, and I want to get back to this. You don't know who you face in the course of the week. And you better know that you are prayed up. You better know that you need 
There are gifts in the Bible of the Holy Spirit. There are nine gifts of the Spirit, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, and discerning of spirits. Tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy, faith, the working of miracles, and the gifts of healings. There are nine. That's nine. In case you counted, that was nine. That's 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. You read those verses. It gives you the, those gifts. So if you, if you look at, at these gifts, there are three gifts which are called the revelation gifts. Word of wisdom gives you supernatural um, um, Word of knowledge, let me put it this way. Word of knowledge will tell you this is the problem that's got to this day, now we have the problem. So you're standing in front of a person, you have a word of knowledge, this is the problem. It's actually not necessarily a physical problem, but it's really a deep spiritual problem. Word of knowledge will give you the info for that. Word of wisdom is what to do with that info. So now you look at the person and you, you have the mind of Christ now at, at work. And then you say this, that, and the other. It might just be something you never, ever thought of, but you give that advice. And the discerning of spirits is someone stands in front of you, and I've had that very often in the years of my life, certainly, that I stood, and I tell you what, I could even smell. I could smell a person. If they got one of those spirits, I smell them. Those things are vicious, I've seen them in the visions of the night. They are vicious. They are monstrous. I could take you into those visions now and talk a long time about that, but the fact is, I don't know why, but it happened to me. I don't know how come, but God chose to, to show me those things. And I look around and I see how people struggle through life. Now, how about a person with a demon spirit and he tries to make a living? Tries to make a living. This thing has got him. What I also found was that there was a great amount of people that were involved in, can I almost say, with, with fornication. Kinds of sexuality that they were practicing. Well, fornication. By whichever way you want to call it. Sex. But it's like illegal stuff. It's like, it's like, it's not holy matrimony. It's not what God ordained. They just get into that, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Like in the Bible, you have these things that break out. And the temple prostitutes and things like that. It's right through the Bible, you read about these things. And they pick up those spirits. And they, they then, they, they stagger through life. They have pains in their bodies. And they take medicine, doesn't help. That psychologist said, I don't know what to do now. I knew what to do, just cast the devil out, and it's the end of the story. The anointing has an authority, and I want us to think forward in terms of Pentecost. You need the power of the Holy Spirit upon you. You need the, the power of the Holy Spirit within you. You need it. Have you ever come to uh, a counter or a desk where somebody would answer you over the other side of the counter and just be plain rude or just have a very bad atmosphere around that person? 
And even if you say something nice to that person, they would just be oblivious of everything. They just carry on. They're oblivious of all the efforts to be friendly with them because they're just not there. Their lives are, they're caught up in a realm where you just don't want to be. But people go into the world and you find that. You find adultery in the offices. I saw that in the days that I worked in the world system. It just shocked me sometimes that men would be married men go off with another woman into one of the offices. And openly, couldn't care about it. Have a couple of drinks and there they go. And you know this is going on. And it's like right under your nose. And you think, Lord, what am I doing in this place? The world lies in the sway of the evil one. The reality of it all is, make no mistake. Even in the world, politicians, worldwide, going on in Europe now, the whole situation in Russia. Don't you think there's a spirit sitting behind that thing? When you talk about the art of intercession, there was a book that we read as, as young, young Christian students, The Art of Intercessions. Reese, Reese Howells was the, the author of the book. Reese Howells, The Art of Intercession. I just took that and just almost ate it up, the book, just to get it in as quick as possible. And you, you begin to do intercession. And then you wonder why people are not aware of these things. And there's a generation of people that don't even know what a miracle is. On My Rack is a book rack. About that broad red takes all of these old Pentecostal giants and they're doing miracles like that. And I'm thinking now, Lord, what has happened to this generation? Because you switch on a television, you don't see nothing about miracles. You don't see miracles. You don't see miracles. Maybe there's a crusade and uh, somebody would preach. There are people like that going around on the planet. And they really preach down the fire. And they pray. And people carry forward stretchers overhead. And, uh, and they have wheelchairs that they pass to the front. And people are dancing around. That happens. Particularly places like South America. And Latin America. You find that happening there. But in the midst of it all. The devil goes around like a prowling lion. Eager seeking out another prey and take that person to hell, to the pit, and to suffer, not only in this life, but even afterwards. And you can decide to remain blind or have open eyes. You see, when you come to Jesus, the demoniac of Gadara, he came running to Jesus. Are you listening to me now? And all of the legion of demons couldn't stop him. They went and he stayed with Jesus. And the man was found sober. You look at these things, you think to yourself in the Bible, it's so real. You read this book, it is so real. It is the most miraculous book ever written. So many authors in one big volume. How did it all come together but by the Holy Spirit? Men would sit down and write. They take those books, take those books, stack them together and put the Bible. There's your Bible. And you have from Adam and Eve until this day, and even into the future. You know exactly what happened to generation after generation. And then you have in the, in the New Testament era, you have the anointing 
that stays within you and abides within you. And that anointing is true and is not a lie and teaches you concerning all these things. So we're looking forward to have a great Pentecost this year. We're looking forward that people be set free from demonic spirits. Now there's a lot of life in that amen there. Now just give the Lord a praise offering. Amen. You're busy catching the fire, are you not? I stand, I, I, it's like you stand with your hands in your head. You look at the generation that goes on now uh, worldwide. And there's not much happening in the churches. I'm thinking to myself, what on earth is going on? People aren't even talking about it. But the Bible says, these signs will, shall follow those who believe. In my name, you started with, they'll cast out demons. They will lay their hands upon the sick. And they will recover. Can you say amen? amen? That's right. It's just like that. Now I could give you a couple of examples because I could give you some very good ones on the platform. But time is chasing us. I see now, can you believe it's already 23 minutes past, what's it, seven? And everybody's got to be in bed at eight o'clock. How many of you feel you want to go home immediately? Go and get some sleep. Well, if there's a demon, they'll be scared. Amen? So these are spirits. When they get upon people, then I smell them. It's the most vile smell if they come close to you. When you go into those gifts and they come towards you, then they go crazy. They go they throw the people on the ground. They go crazy, those things. Now, how many times do you get coming into a church, people with demon spirits and leaving again with it? Living tormented lives. Living a life of misfortune. Everything goes wrong all the time. And then you get a thing that people say, well, there's a curse on my life. Now, to start with actually, when you've been washed in the blood of Jesus, you're blessed. You need to realize that. The devil will try to put something on you, yes. But you need to realize exactly who and what you are. You need to understand where the authority comes from and where it actually flows from, and that's right from the inside of your heart. Are you listening to me? And there's no need to fear. Fear has torment. Now, the kingdom of God moves by faith. The kingdom of darkness tries to put fear on people. And it's a sad thing, really, when people are fearful. But the most fearful person could actually gain the up, completely gain the upper hand through just prayer. Let me tell you this. Let me just say this to you. You know, there's a kind of a prayer session. I say this by experience. There's a kind of a prayer session with you and God. There's a song by, I think, the guy's called Josh Groban, and he sings Me and God. There's a kind of a prayer session where you go. It's not Josh Groban. It's, 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 it's a, like an American country gospel singer. He sings a song called Me and God. 
I've actually got it on my cell phone. Me and God. He's got this beautiful deep voice and he sings that song, Me and God. And what he and God can do. And then there's another song, It is no secret what God can do. Where's the band? I'm counting you now. And yet they're coming. Give the Lord a praise offering right now. It is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he can do for you. Now, you need to know that there's a kind of a prayer session. I tell you now, and this is really, really, honestly, truthfully, before Almighty God, it is my, my habit that if I find myself in a place where I need to go and pray, I go in there and I make a certain prayer where I totally surrender to God. From head to toe, and all I have, and everything I do, everything I say, and you clean out your life before God, you wake out there, you walk out there, and you are more than a conqueror. You can say, bring on the demons right now. I'm going to cast out. I feel like casting out demons. Just like that. I have those sessions. I walk in there with purpose and determination to make a contact with God. And you go in there. You hear me, Ify? You go in there, and you're not playing games. And you say the Lord to the Lord, here I am. This is my life. This is what I've gone through. These are my past mistakes, if you haven't dealt with that yet. Wash me in the blood of Jesus Christ, and I, and you, and I, and you, totally surrender. But you mean, I mean like, completely give yourself to God. I mean like, you're just giving yourself, there's nothing more to give than what you're giving. And you know it. And in that moment, there is like, what you call a fusion where the Holy Spirit comes upon your spirit and you get off your feet and you are ready to pray for anything. I had one of those sessions today. I had another session, oh, many times. Oh, many times. You go in there and you mean business. God knows that you mean business and you know that you mean business. And it's when you throw yourself into that prayer. Are you listening to me now? You put yourself wholeheartedly, the whole substance of what you are. You throw yourself into that. And you cast yourself before the Lord. And you allow Him to pick you up from the floor. And when you do that, it changes life altogether to another perspective. You walk out there with solutions you're not walking out there complaining. You know, I read the news, but from another perspective. I don't look at the news and say, oh, this is so bad. Page two, or oh, even worse, page three. Oh, let's go to another newspaper. Oh, this is bad. Oh, none of that stuff. Because the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree in the midst of the desert. Have you seen those palm trees out there? In Israel, even in Egypt, you get those palm trees in the middle of nowhere and they grow like they're being paid to grow. You look at those trees, you can't believe it. They are fruitful, they're standing there full of dates and they're happy and they're living there. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. It doesn't matter if you're in the desert. Doesn't matter wherever you go. Are you listening to me now? Now I'm going to pray for one or two people here. 
And here's one here, uh, Theo van Kerk. I'll pray for you. But I want the band to come out with a song that takes us into heaven. I think we need a little bit of spiritual ministry. Elisha, the prophet said, is there a minstrel? And then when the minstrel played, he started prophesying. Before they sing, I just want to say one thing. And that is this. That in that dimension, because even this afternoon when I walked in that prayer meeting, I spent some time with God, and I was quiet with the Lord, but very intense. In that prayer meeting, you look at world news from a completely different perspective. You know that you are preserved by God. You know you are protected by God. You know that He will provide for you tomorrow. You know you don't have to worry. You know that if you're confronted with problems, you'll know what to do. And out of it comes an overwhelming feeling in my heart of compassion for people. When I step on a platform on a Sunday, I look at the people here and I think, Lord, there are many problems here. These are dear people. They are precious to you. Will you help them? God, help you right now. Will you raise your hand so that the Lord can just touch you wherever you are? If you have any need, just raise your hands. You see, Lord, these are the hands of your people. They are saying, touch me, Jesus. They are saying, Jesus, Jesus, Lord of all. Just a closer walk to thee. Jesus, you're my Savior. Lord, I lift up my hands from the platform over these people. I pray for them. I really ask you, Lord, to come down from heaven and tonight touch every person in this place in a remarkable way. I speak to them from a practical life experience with God, having meetings with you time and again, even under the starlit sky. Lord, that you would hear from heaven that you would open up the windows of heaven. And Lord, that you would fill this building. In fact, now I'm feeling the presence of God has just moved in. But Lord, let everybody sense the presence of the Holy Spirit upon them right here and right now. And grant them wisdom. Wisdom in this life that they need to have. Because they have got to make, every day of their lives, they've got to make decisions. Grant them health and healing in their bodies. For it is written, it is written, the punishment of our peace was upon Jesus and by His stripes we all are healed. It is written for the people on the platform behind me, the people sitting in front of me, from me down to the youngest, doesn't matter what age you are. That Lord, you would come down from heaven and touch our bodies. And consecrate our bodies as your temple. And heal these bodies. We would like to enjoy the abundant life, the fullness of, of Christ in this life. And Father, touch every life tonight. Come down from heaven with wisdom, with healing and restoration. And break the power of the evil one against everyone in this place. Tonight I pray. And when the devil comes in, when the thief comes in to kill, steal, and destroy, 
God says, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And tonight I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, where the enemy has placed shackles and burdens upon these dear people. You love them more than, than we could ever altogether love. But you love these people. You treasure these people. You've died for these people. Just this afternoon again, I was thinking about that. You've gone through pain and agony of the cross and death itself for these people. So therefore, Lord, come down from heaven tonight and break the curse of the evil one against each and every one in this place. Let evil spirits depart by commandment in the name of Jesus Christ. Let confusing spirits depart. Let spirits of witchcraft, divination, Satanism, occultism, spiritism, and every curse be broken in Jesus' name. And those spirits be bound in the name of Jesus. We loose the healing, the restorative, restoring every soul. The Lord is your shepherd. He restores your soul. Take away fear and intimidation from the hearts of these dear people. This thing called fear is nonsensical. Father, I pray and I lift my hands over these people. And I say, away with fear even now, this very second. You spirit of fear and torment. You that frighten the people. And you are always out there to bring and cast fear and shadows over people's lives. Get out in Jesus Christ's name and go and return no more. The curse of fear is broken tonight. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a praise offering by now. Yes. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.